Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Welcome to another episode of Women in Travel by Tourpreneur. I am Kelly Lewis of Damesley, and I am so excited to chat with our next guest, Stephanie Floor of Around the World Beauty. Hey, it's Mitch Bach from Tourpreneur here with a quick note before our episode begins. This week's Tourpreneur podcast is sponsored by TripAdmit. TripAdmit has come up with a fantastic new product called Tap to Tip. I remember being a tour guide 20 years ago and just waiting for that awkward moment at the end where your guests fumble into their pockets and whip out cash or they don't. And that sort of all changed during the pandemic. We stopped using cash and now everyone's dealing with PayPal accounts and Venmos and QR codes. John McGuire, you're the CEO of TripAdmit. You came up with something new. What did you figure out? Hey, Mitch. We've developed a digital tipping solution for the guides so that the guides, we provide them with a NFC card, which they can tap off the back of their guests' phones. That will open essentially a web app, and then the guests can tip the guides digitally, either by Apple Pay or by credit card or whatever payment method of their choice. Because as, as you mentioned, it's the, the world is going cashless and uh, certainly is, is timely for the guides to to look at digital tipping as a, as a source of income. So no app downloads, no scanning, no typing things into your phone. You just hold this, this card up to your guest's phone and voila, they've got some convenient options to tip. Does the web app do anything else? Reviews and ratings. But what we've done is we've taken the reviews and ratings one step further and integrated ChatGPT. So the ChatGPT, is, uh, it allows the guest to input into the review, but also ChatGPT will help write the review for the guest and they can post it onto TripAdvisor or onto Google or, or onto, the, uh, onto the website of the activity book. This sounds like seamless hand-holding to get guests to tip and review. That sounds like money in your guide's pockets and a great service you're providing. If our operators want to learn more, where should they go? Well, if they want to know more, go on to tripadmit.com forward slash tap to tip and uh, all the information is there. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. I can't wait to learn more about your backstory. Actually, truth be told, I know a little bit about your backstory, um, but I'm so excited to share that with our entrepreneur community because I really believe that your business and the pivots that you've made as a tour operator have, are really inspiring. And yeah, I just I think this is going to be a fun conversation. So I can't wait to dive in. Agree. I'm excited to share with you. 
Yeah. So I guess to begin, let's just have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your background and your business. Yeah. So I'm Stephanie Floor. I live in New York City and I've had my business for 10 years. It's called Round the World Beauty. And our mission is to really go to the deeper meaning of beauty. Understand that beauty is something that it's spiritual. It's um, a feeling. It's etho. And it's travel. Um, I've been working in the beauty industry for over 20 years. And I work with some of the most big celebrities like Mariah Carey, Kathy Griffin. I mean, I work at CNN with Anderson Cooper. Like the list goes on with my client list. And I started a travel company because I really believe that no amount of makeup or beauty regimens ever inspire me to radiate the way travel does. And I've been on a mission to bring women to travel the world and see the world through a beauty lens. Yeah. Tell us more about that because I don't know that everyone immediately knows what a beauty experience is. So tell us more about what you think a beauty experience is and maybe some examples of what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So I say that we are a travel company that takes you on a travel experience. We do all the things that you would do, whether you're going to Machu Picchu in Peru or going to Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, but everything is through a beauty lens. So when you're a beauty girl, you know, someone who works in the beauty industry, loves beauty, works as a hairdresser or makeup artist, nail artist, there, there are some things that are very connected to us like we like things that make us feel great that are aesthetically beautiful we're creative artists so um so when we travel we want that luxe experience right we want to have inspiration for what it is that we do because we're constantly creating as artists and then of course beauty entrepreneurs tend to have a passion for fashion we tend to love things that are wellness inspired so yes we all as women love these things but when you work in our industry that is our reality 24 7 and with that being said, our reality, you know, I live in New York City. A lot of our clients are based in L.A., Miami, these big hubs of industry. We also can get caught up in the jadedness of our world, which is driven by celebrity and who's wearing what. And I think when you travel, you know, we created our company to show that beauty is not in those kind of things. It's in connecting with others and really grounding us in the experience of being alive. And that ultimately is what beauty is. So our beauty field trips are curated for what I call the beauty enthusiasts, but they're a travel experience. And of course, we tie in little things to to honor our clientele, which are people who love that, you know, that fashion touch, that beauty touch in everything that they do. So, you know, when you enter our buses, you're not just entering a bus. It's going to smell like something, you know, it's going to have a fragrance scent. When you are going to dinner, you know, we're, focus on a color of the night because color is very important in what we do as makeup artists and in fashion. So everything has a very elevated experience of attention to detail because we are attention to detail as artists. So, Yeah. Tell me about where you're running some of these beauty field trips. Yeah. So before COVID, we were doing Morocco, India, and now with, you know, post-COVID, I would say, we have really rebranded everything. So we're starting off with Latin American countries because my background is of Hispanic descent. So we're doing Costa Rica. We're doing Guatemala. And then I'm really looking forward to feeling um, ready to do Morocco again, getting ready to do India again, because I feel that the places that we do go to are very incredible beauty hubs that are full of inspiration when it comes to fashion and ingredients and people. Can you tell me what 
an experience would be like in Costa Rica versus Morocco for your guest? Absolutely. So the way that we created the tours and the way that I was inspired to create the company is, you know, in the beauty industry, there's a lot of products that are inspired from, you know, Argan Oil had a huge moment in the beauty industry. So we want to take you to not only where they sell Argan Oil in the Medina, but we want to take you to the women behind making some of these Argan products. We're interviewing people who are beauty founders in these smaller local markets. And yes, now we're living in a world where everything is connected. We can meet a founder that's based in Morocco or Costa Rica. But at the end of the day, there's something like traveling to meet these, you know, visionaries that are speaking on a topic that we love, which is beauty and elevating their rituals and bringing them to life. And so our tours are very much an experience to meet those individuals, those artisans, those craft makers that have a passion for beauty as much as we do. And then a place like Costa Rica, which is where my family's from, it's focused on wellness. You know, in I always go back to the beauty industry because we as people who work in the industry, we are really behind those trends that hit the regular consumer. So, for example, sustainability is the number one topic that anyone in our industry is talking about. But if you haven't been to a place like Costa Rica where sustainability is embedded in the lifestyle, you can't really sell it from an authentic experience right because you can say oh sustainability is this and that but there's something different with seeing it come to life when you go to costa rica you understand that this country you can actually drink the water because it is that sustainable so i like to say that we're bringing trends to life with each destination so you might as a consumer see the products in sephora or ulta we're bringing those products to life through our beauty field trips for the woman who loves beauty who works in beauty and wants to be inspired by culture I think it's so cool what you're doing and it's such an un just like untapped niche. Like I really feel like you are maybe the only person that I know of in that space operating new trips. What have you felt like your experience has been in creating things, you know, in terms of growing the business because you are niche and you know, I'm sure I'm sure there have been a lot of lessons learned along the way in terms of like, are you building your tours from scratch? Are you working with DMCs? How do you really convey the vision of your business and what has that journey looked like for you? That's a great question because for me, having it for 10 years has been every single scenario that you just said, right? Like the unfolding of how to build a company that can show people what beauty is on a deeper level has been a huge learning lesson every step of the way. One that I would never regret, but one that has definitely taught me how to be a business owner that can literally build an empire with the lessons that I've learned. You know, I think that when you travel with women, primarily American women, there's really high expectations. And that those are some of my first lessons starting my company because I thought everyone wanted to travel the way that I did because I am my own customer. And I thought that if we... you know, got rid of the luxury hotels and got rid of the fancy drivers that we could really understand what is important at the end of the day, which is the element of connecting. But at the end of the day, when we're, when I'm selling to beauty editors, um, makeup artists who are working with huge celebrities, they do have a certain expectation that I have to meet. And so that's been one of my biggest learning lessons is there's two things that I never take for granted, and that's accommodations and food. If those two things are at its highest level, everything else will be basically smooth, but never, ever, ever like ignore accommodations and how you feed people because then 
that is like what makes people happy and that's what they remember so um so i work with cmcs in certain countries it has been a journey to find them places like this have given me the opportunity to connect with others but when i first started i literally was going to that country and building relationships and hiring people step by step to bring the tour to life and it was insane because if something happened i don't even know how i was able to pull it off um but i wanted it to be as authentic as i could and one of the challenges that i was having with dmcs is that i wanted to do business in india but the company was based in london and i didn't feel like my money would actually get to the people that were from that country so that's why i decided to start on the ground with each individual but just like in anything, when you start, it's so hard because it takes years to perfect these relationships. And that's what a DMC does have is they have built these relationships in their countries. So that's why you're paying more of that money. So that's been kind of my like my journey to find everything. Uh, and right now we do our tours kind of both ways still where we are working with a DMC, but we also have curated in our experience meeting those local artisans that we have our relationships with. So we use the DMC to really give us that healthy protection in case anything happens. But then I always bring in those local guides, those local individuals that are like our magic touch points that are very unique to just us. I love to talk about this because I feel like that's an area that a lot of people who have great ideas for tour companies get tripped up on, you know, because there is no one right way to do things. Like everyone has their own journey and their own experiences. And it, I think it's coming up with your special flavor. Like I loved how you were talking about accommodation and food being highest priority and figuring out what's best for your client moving forward that way. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And I also wanted to talk about like, what has your journey been like as a leader and like stepping into the ownership of your company and the, into the space of power within that? Well, the first thing that comes to mind with having to step in as a leader is really building that confidence to know that you're worthy of leading a team. Because I think that as, and I can get emotional about this, and I know anyone that's listening to this can relate to this is, when you start a company, you're so passionate and your confidence is at 100 because you're like, listen, I got a brand. I have a business that's going to change people's lives. And you do one tour, you do two tours that are sold out. And then you have this confidence that you're like, I can do this. But then I always say a business is a business after 10 years, 15 years of doing it. And you're still in it because it's easy to make money the first time, first two times around because it's new. But can you actually continue that longevity as a business owner? But through that process, you lose confidence because all of a sudden you're the accountant team. You are the marketing team. You're also the building and construction team for events that you're doing. And then you realize that you can't keep this all going. So your confidence changes and how you show up for your team in a tour group changes as well because you now have made mistakes that you have learned from and you're not as naive as when you first started. So I would say that um, for me, being a tour leader has definitely given me a lot of confidence in just one, keeping people together and also understanding that, you know, it is a fun experience. But the more that I have people helping me on the ground is like essential for my own mental peace. Um, but also keeping my mental practices focused on myself, on my personal time, because it can get really difficult when people 
are expecting you to have all the answers. And the thing with travel, as you know, Kelly, is that travel isn't meant to be perfect because those are the learning lessons that you learn from when things don't go the way, the, the right way of, as planned with the itinerary. Those are the magical moments that travel gives you. But when people are paying to go on your travel, they want to make sure everything happens as it is. And you have to control those expectations. But I mean, to be honest with you, I was not the best boss when I first started because I was very much I wanted this way to my DMC that something didn't go right. You know, I would get so upset and caught up in my emotions and feelings. And my goal in these last 10 years have been to breathe and to also understand that the energy that I have as a leader is the energy that's going to portray in my group. So if I'm calm, the people are calm. If I'm anxious, the people are anxious. It's a very like you are responsible for your own reality is what I learned. And I want to be a person that DMCs can work with and my partners can work with that they look forward to. And they're not hating their time working with me just for money. So, you know, I think for me, I've grown a lot as a tour leader. And I hope that like answers your question. But I just remember when I first started and I wanted everything perfect and, you know, everything had to make sense, had to be exactly as I wanted it because there was so much um, passion behind it. But now I'm like, you know, my partners are actually sometimes more important than even my client because, you know, clients sometimes can never be happy, but your partners will grow with you over the years. Are you interested in adding multi-day to your day tour business? Are you looking to understand growth and scale strategies in the multi-day world? Looking to finally crack the technology stack you need to organize, automate, and grow your business? Then join Tourpreneur in Seville, Spain for Tourpreneur Connect. Sponsored by We Travel, Yuli, and Abac DMC Spain, November 27th to 30th, 2023, for an event unlike any other in our industry. Open to strictly 100 operators. Pete, Mitch, Chris, and other industry experts will guide you through the do's, don'ts, twists, and turns of running a multi-day tour business. Not only that, Tourpreneur are giving back as we will be bringing in local suppliers and businesses to help us run the event. We're also opening up to a number of locally-based tour operators who can attend for free. So join Tourpreneur in Seville for Connect November 27th to 30th, 2023. And join us for an unforgettable experience of learning and connection in one of Europe's most unforgettable cities. Visit tourpreneur.com slash connect for more info. Amen to that. I mean, I think that's that's such a beautiful answer to that question. And I really appreciate you sharing, you know, your perspective and vulnerability in that. And I really, really wish that more people would talk about this. I think that's I'm really stoked that we have this podcast as a place where we can talk about this because every operator feels like this at some point. They come up against something hard. It tests their confidence. It makes them feel personally unworthy. And like, it's just a part of the business and learning how to separate yourself, you know, from things that go right or wrong in your company is just as important as figuring out the best restaurants or hotels, you know, learning how to take those setbacks, uh, quote unquote, and figure out uh, the best path forward, I think is equally as important as crafting an amazing tour. Absolutely. And I loved how you were saying, like, if I'm anxious, they're anxious, because I think that's so true. Like our energy transfers, you know, in our trips. Um, and also, we can't do everything. <laughs> we can't be accountants and marketing directives and tour leaders. And, you know, you have to kind of figure out what your zone of genius is. Um, 
Absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, with, I think when you're starting out and I, and even till this day, like no matter how many, like I, I, I know you've done so many tours, but I feel that like, as I'm still trying to build, like I'm trying to pull myself up sometimes it's one of those things where, okay, spend the money in the beginning. You'll figure out how to, like, you know, how to save money later on, because, you know, I, I have my own conversations about how much people are willing to spend to come on our tour and how much things should be when you travel. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to build relationships, you do kind of have to spend the money at first. And then you can figure out where can I save here in order to mark up here? Like I can't like my first two or three tours, I, I just broke even. It wasn't until my fourth tour that I really was like, oh my God, like I'm making money out of this. Um, but I do think that this business is a business of longevity that you don't see the the you don't you don't see your successes until a little bit later on once you have that flow in the making because it's travel it's not like any other business you cannot control a store to be there 20 years because they just might close during a pandemic and that puts your whole business into a new perspective so it's um it is a journey for sure 100 percent. what do you think has been like a useful or successful way that you've helped to manage guest expectations that's a great question. So ma managing guest expectations is, I will say that I've had a little bit of a more, not easier time, but because my clients are in my industry, most of them, it's, I, it's like we know each other, you know, especially because of the fact that our industry is so, actually, can I pick that back up and then start over? Because that's, um, so the best way of managing expectations has been, the fact that I try to connect with them as much as I can to let them know exactly what to expect. And I say that sentence of when you travel, nothing grows according to plan, but that is part of the journey. So flow like water. I always say this in every conversation and I try to instill it. And then I ask questions to them before they come on. Like if you have a breakdown, what is your communication style? What do what should we know in case this happens? Like, what are your triggers? Like, you would think that like I'm a psychiatrist doing this kind of vetting, but at the end of the day, we all operate so differently as humans, and I want to understand how each client will respond to a situation. Um, so I manage expectations by just being completely honest, and also I'm not selling, I'm se selling a once in a lifetime experience. But at the end of the day, what I'm selling is actually transformation. That's my um my word for when I'm trying to speak to someone and what they're going to do. I'm not selling them like, you're going to go on this trip and you're going to see every single landmark. I'm I, What I'm selling is you're going to come on our experience and it's going to be transformative on how you define beauty for the rest of your life. And everything that happens is meant to get you to see how our culture is so different than the places that we're visiting. And if we can find beauty in the darkness and in the most uncomfortable places, then we're doing something right. And that's part of the experience. So I feel like at least that gives me like a, a breather to feel like, okay, they're not, they know that this is meant to be transformational. Like I want them to go back into their industry and realize that like their beauty perspective is completely shifted due to their, you know, tra traveling with us and seeing the world through our lens in a way. And, you know, another thing that I think that you do really well is you go on video often, like you'll go live often. Have you found success in sales and marketing just by doing video? Yeah. So there's it's OK. So, bleh, let me think. 
So when it comes to selling, you might not know it, but I know it because I follow you. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, when you go live, you can transfer your passion, and transferring your passion is selling, right? That's how we get people excited about our trips. So I'm wondering, like, if going live or doing video has been like an important piece of your pie. Absolutely. And I will say that when I look at the people who have traveled with us, most of them have come from a speaking engagement or literally a connection through someone that we know in our industry, because I do feel that when I do go live or when I'm speaking, it's like I always like it put me on a stage for me to talk about my business. I will sell it because I literally love my business. Like I believe in it. I love it. If if you work in the beauty industry, you will understand what it is that I'm talking about because you understand what the dynamics of our industry is. And you will understand the concept of what I'm trying to, to sell. But, um, you know, Instagram posting like, oh, I like it's so overwhelming. But I do think that getting out there and sharing what it is that you're doing via lives or videos, I think, is essential because it's it's your it's your passion. You know, I'm not selling something I don't love. So I do think it comes through. And I do feel that people, once they see you, they do feel comfortable a little bit more to know that it's legit and that they want to be part of something. I think everyone's looking to be part of something bigger. And I think that when they see that there is someone that's real behind something, they feel a lot more comfortable. And they also know that it's an investment not only to their life experience, but to their community and where they want to go. So I feel like even a lot of my clients are people that want to do exactly what I'm doing. And I'm cool with that because if anything, they become partners in so many different ways because what we do is not easy. And I always say, yeah, go for it, go for it, try it out. And then they quickly realize that this is a very, very hard industry to be part of. But and going live is part of it and going out there and getting on stage. It is part of it because your business depends on it. So well said. I think we should always collab and not compete. I feel exactly the same way. I have people come on Jamesley Tours and they're like, I want to run it. I want to be a tour operator. And I was like, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> Go for that. <laughs> Come on in, you know, it's really fun because everyone is going to do something different, right? We all have our own like unique recipe, our own unique flavor, our own energy. So, um, so yeah, I totally agree. What do you think is the future for around the world beauty? Like what, what would you like to accomplish in the next two to three years? Yeah. The future for us is two places. It's, I mean, it's definitely we launched a product line during COVID uh, because we weren't able to travel. So we wanted to create a brand that was inspired by the destinations that we go to and bring to life the beauty rituals of each place. So I was just telling someone that like this brand to me is incredible because it literally is sharing the world's beauty cultures and bringing them to life. I think that if there is a young girl out there that is interested to learn about Moroccan beauty or Latin beauty or Indian beauty, they can purchase one of our boxes and really be immersed in the context of the wisdom of that culture through beauty. And I love them, you know, and it's they're colorful. They represent each place. And I just want to say that the reason that we go to the places that we go to is because each one of those cultures, destinations are still practicing beauty at the source. So there's still indigenous cultures there. There's still ingredients that you can still find and, you know, experience by touching and smelling. Um, I chose each destination because of what I believe is the vortex of beauty. Um, and they encompass all things from a beauty perspective that is, you know, sharing a culture and experience that is like as authentic as it gets. So our locations, we don't just choose locations. 
based on hot spots. We choose them based on how deep you can go in that beauty conversation. Um, so I do see our beauty boxes being that next step. And then we are working on a book right now. We have an amazing agent that's pushing out like our stories out there. I more than ever in our industry, women are now stepping up to share their culture and their rituals. And I'm just so excited to be part of that because I've been friggin', you know, I've been sharing this for a long time. So, so to see it take full full center stage, I'm like, I love this. I love seeing women win. I love seeing women of diverse backgrounds be at the forefront of their companies. And I, you know, I want to share my experience too of being able to travel and learn about these cultures and their history through my passion of beauty. So that's our next destination when it comes to what's next for us is getting this book out there. And if I can get it made into a TV show, I'm crossing fingers because then we can reach more people to show that the beauty industry and beauty is so much more than just products and, you know, looking good in whatever cookie cutter idea we see on Instagram. It's not that. It's so much more deeper. It's beyond skin deep. It's an experience. And uh, we're all part of that universal conversation. So I see that as being the next thing. I absolutely love your vision because it's so unique. Like you're not like, oh, I'm going to grow a big tree. You're like, no, I'm going to have a book. I'm going to have a show. And it really reminds me and I hope it reminds everyone listening to this that like nothing is off limits. And growing a company can just be one phase of the things that you do in this world, especially in the travel industry. And I want to add, like, I didn't start off as a travel company at all. Like, I was like, my plan was I'm going to be the number one makeup artist in the world. And I went to school for marketing and PR. So for me, I was like, okay, well, I I need a niche. I I started becoming the marketer, right? And then I said, okay, well, I'll start traveling the world and writing about beauty rituals and traditions. And I started doing that and I started becoming a freelance travel beauty writer for bridal magazines, sharing their rituals. And then the journey has just unfolded in such a way because as I traveled, it was like, wait a minute, like I'm becoming someone completely different on this experience. How dare I want to take rituals from different countries and become like the number one makeup artist? I was like, I actually have to bring people to these countries so they can learn it for themselves. And I've been super dedicated because I didn't even know who I was until I went back to my countries and until I experienced the world. And I said, wow, the more I learn about others, the more I do learn about how incredibly amazing and beautiful I am. So I just was like, okay, like, let's let's start a travel company. And there were people that were DMing me like, we want to go with you on your next adventure. And they were my first clients. And like, now we're like, over 100 women have come with us and they are just pioneering culture and beauty out there in the world. And it's I didn't start off to do a travel company. So that's why I feel like I did do it every wrong way you could. But if I could do for the rest of my life, even if it's like just 10 people a year, it's enough, you know, and it makes me happy and it makes me feel like the legacy that I'm building is something very special that I'm proud of and that I'm proud of um, building in this in this world that I live in. I love that so much. I love when you said, the more I learn about other cultures, the more I learn about how beautiful and special I am. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so pretty. <laughs> well, Stephanie, for all those who are listening, how can we find out more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, you can visit our website. It's aroundtheworldbeautyjourneys.com. We're on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube um, at ATW Beauty. And check out all our updates. We're working on a lot of different things, and I'm so excited to continue 
to pioneer the conversation of beauty in the travel space because it is much needed and it's something that we have to be unapologetically about. Feeling good, looking good is something that is our natural right and adornment and fashion and makeup and hair and clothing is part of feeling good. And it's not anything materialistic or superficial. It's our invitation to celebrate life and celebrate how unique we are and that we're alive. So I'm excited to continue to to share in that space with all of you. I love that. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us. This has been Women in Travel Entrepreneurs, a a podcast by Tourpreneur. I am Kelly Lewis, and thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Did you know Tourpreneur also has a Facebook community of over 7,000 tour operators? If you are not a member, then search for Tourpreneur on Facebook and join a thriving community of tour operators and other travel professionals, all of whom learn from each other as well as from Chris, Mitch, Pete, and many other industry experts. By becoming a member, you will be notified first of any events, meetups, and exclusive content. Join the Tourpreneur community today. Facebook.com slash group slash Tourpreneur.